Thornton smiled significantly. By David Morrison. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. Thornton smiled significantly. By David Morrison. One. There is a lady outside who wishes to see you. There is a man with her. What's the name? Thornton asked, visibly annoyed at the untimely intrusion. She would give no name. She said you would not know her. She seems very anxious to see you. Thornton reflected a few moments. It was rather early for callers, and he had been about to dictate his morning mail. He resented the visit, but for some reason he could not fathom. He felt a slight curiosity as to the identity of his callers. He turned suddenly to his secretary. Show them in, Miss Armstrong, please. As the pair entered, Thornton's curiosity was increased. The woman was about thirty years of age and strikingly attractive. She was expensively gowned and bore all the earmarks of wealth. But her companion was rather shabbily dressed and impressed one as a servant of the woman. The woman entered first. The man followed behind her slowly, almost timidly. Thornton noticed that he clutched in his hand a large, square, box-like affair, covered in black cloth. Mr. Thornton, the woman gushed, advancing with a friendliness that was almost brazen. Thornton arose wonderingly. I'm afraid you have the advantage of me. I am Miss Bender, Miss Ruth Bender the caller beamed. I'm sorry if I've chosen a busy moment to intrude, but I'm sure you will pardon me when the nature of my visit is made known. Thornton motioned his visitor to a seat, and as she drew up a chair, looked up questioningly at her companion. She seemed to have forgotten the man, and now she turned toward him in sudden remembrance. Just take a chair, Mr. Parker, she said, making no move to introduce her companion who was standing a few feet away, gazing stupidly about the room, and shifting from one foot to another. He made no effort to put down the cloth-covered object he was holding. At the sound of the woman's voice the man turned dully, found a chair, and sat down, making no move to draw the chair closer, evidently not considering himself a party to the conference. He held the black box on his lap, and seemed to handle it with extraordinary care. The woman turned to Thornton. I suppose you're wondering at the reason for my call, she began. Thornton smiled noncommittally. It's something of the greatest importance, the stranger continued, so I chose a time when I thought we would be least likely to be interrupted. It's of a very confidential nature. We will not be disturbed? Thornton found himself wondering just what it was about this woman that he did not like. But she had now aroused his curiosity, and he determined to give her an audience. He rang for his secretary. "'Will you see that I am not disturbed for the next ten minutes?' he said to Miss Armstrong when she entered. The girl nodded assent and withdrew. When the door was closed, the woman turned to Thornton, rather mysteriously. Mr. Thornton, as a live-wire businessman, I believe you're interested in any legitimate proposition 
promising unusually large financial rewards she began thornton breathed a sigh of relief tinged with disappointment the woman's manner and method of approach had whetted his curiosity and expectations but he now prepared to listen to the usual harangues of the expert stock salesman i'll warn you beforehand he interrupted i'm not interested in stocks of any nature the woman smiled knowingly i haven't come to sell you any stock mr thornton the proposition i have in mind is something larger better surer the rewards are well tremendous she leaned forward suddenly with an air of utmost confidence her voice was almost a whisper and she glanced occasionally at the man who had accompanied her and who was busy fixing the mysterious box in a comfortable position on his lap mr thornton the woman said in a low voice that man there has a device that is destined to earn tremendous rewards for its owners thornton glanced at the box on the man's lap with renewed interest what is it he asked that i cannot divulge at this time if you are interested i will have him explain in detail it is his own invention and naturally he is very jealous of his secrets he will let no one into the secret unless there is a probability of their being interested like all inventors she went on he is in need of financial assistance if he should show his device to you now you would grasp the secret immediately our proposition is this it will require a considerable amount of capital to float this thing properly but when you once learn the secret you will readily agree that it is the surest investment a man could possibly make the question is not whether it is a sure or risky investment there is no doubt of its feasibility but a question solely of finances it will take up considerable money and we do not wish to take up your time or our own unless you are readily able to handle a proposition of this size that would of course depend entirely upon my own opinion of its merit thornton replied mystified and curious to learn the nature of the device certainly mr thornton the woman returned we could hardly expect anyone to interest themselves in something they have no confidence in but it is not a question of confidence the moment you learn the secret you'll agree with us that the potential rewards in it are tremendous now granting that you are interested would you be able to finance a proposition requiring a considerable sum of money could you lay your hands on say fifty thousand dollars cash at any moment double that amount if the proposition is worth it thornton replied now really anxious to learn more about the mysterious box on the stranger's lap good the woman answered enthusiastically she turned to the man who had accompanied her mr parker will you demonstrate your device to mr thornton the man arose and stood by his chair as he fumbled with several small contrivances on the mysterious box he made no effort to advance closer to thornton's desk the woman leaned closer to thornton confidentially and whispered to him he's suspicious of everyone he won't show you the complete details now 
but you'll learn enough when you see it in operation it will surprise you i assure you the man was facing directly toward thornton as he fumbled in his pocket for an object which he lay on top of the box a false lid was raised and thornton could not see what the object was that the man placed on the box for the upraised lid hid it from view the man seemed to have trouble in working some of the mysterious parts for he finally laid the box on the chair by his side to give him entire freedom of both hands he bent down over the box for a few seconds while he worked with something behind the upraised lid suddenly the woman at thornton's side uttered a half smothered shriek and clasped her hands to her heart thornton turned quickly in alarm the woman's eyes were widely dilated for a moment as if in extreme agony then she suddenly slumped over in a faint she would have fallen but thornton quickly reached out his arm and caught her he supported her in his arm while he looked up at the man get some water quick this woman has fainted the man seemed to grasp the situation instantly for he immediately turned and hurried toward the door leading to the outer office as he did so there was a sudden blinding flash of light from the mysterious box on the chair the events in the next few moments happened with dramatic rapidity the man turned suddenly at the flash of light grabbed the mysterious box and hurried out of the office the unconscious woman in thornton's arms suddenly revised fixed her slightly disarrayed hat and gown and arose to take her departure she smiled amusedly at the thoroughly mystified and dumbstruck thornton i thank you so much for the audience mr thornton she smiled but i do not want to take up any more of your time than is absolutely necessary we'll return at this time tomorrow with the photograph photograph thornton repeated the light of comprehension entering his eyes yes provided of course that it proves to be a good one if it should not turn out to be clear enough we won't bother you again then that mysterious invention was uh camera the woman smiled mockingly it seldom fails we've taken some wonderfully good photographs with it convinced now that the woman's motives were ulterior thornton confronted her with the feeling of resentment at having been tricked so easily i'm a busy man miss bender give me your proposition in as few words as possible he said curtly she seemed gallingly oblivious to his scorn we expect to have a very good photograph of you mr thornton with me in your arms it's merely a question of who considers that photograph of greater value you or mrs thornton we consider it worth to you at least five thousand dollars that shouldn't be a staggering sum to a man who can lay his hand on fifty thousand cash at any moment he desires and suppose i don't consider it worth or rather suppose i refuse to pay the blackmail then of course i shall make the best bargain possible with mrs thornton i'm giving you the first option so generous of you thornton smiled scornfully she seemed entirely unabashed 
and stood waiting expectantly as if never doubting the final acceptance of her offer thornton was interested in the woman's method she seemed so confident in herself tell me he said interestedly is this an everyday occurrence with you she smiled reprovingly rich men are not so plentiful mr thornton besides we must pick our time i never take chances i always make sure of my ground first you will notice that i chose a time when you would be least likely to have any callers but why all the rigmarole about the mysterious invention he persisted i can't seem to conquer my love of dramatics mr thornton the woman replied smiling sheepishly i once followed the profession you know until i discovered there were greater returns in my present one besides it is rather difficult to prepare to take a flashlight in a man's office without exciting his suspicion the curtain covering the lens of the camera you will recall was not drawn back until the exact moment before the charge of powder was ignited all a matter of mechanism she explained rather proudly i suppose the returns are very gratifying he queried noticing a huge diamond on her finger i have no complaint she replied not taken aback in the slightest sometimes it is rather embarrassing but i try to cause as little trouble as possible and is that part of your returns thornton asked pointing to the stone on her finger which was flashing brilliantly in the early morning sunlight she gazed proudly at the diamond isn't it gorgeous she said enthusiastically thornton knew enough of precious stones to realize that the ring must have cost several thousand dollars the diamond was extraordinarily large and very fine cut the woman turned suddenly to go well mr thornton i know you're a busy man so i won't take up any more of your time today if we have been unfortunate in our photography we will not bother you again if it comes up to our expectations i shall return tomorrow at this time for your decision thornton bowed her out admiring in spite of himself the woman's self-possession and complete confidence a few moments later he rang for his secretary anxious to get his day's mail off his mind so that he could give thought to the new problem that had thrust itself upon him he waited a few moments and was surprised that miss armstrong was not as prompt as usual in answering he looked into the outer office and found her at her desk gazing dreamily out the window apparently oblivious to her surroundings he called her wonderingly she rose with a start and smiling sheepishly followed him into his office daydreaming he asked smiling miss armstrong laughed rather shamefacedly yes and a very foolish thing to dream about i was picturing myself wearing the ring worn by the lady who just left it was beautiful wasn't it he conceded oh it was wonderful the secretary exclaimed with beaming eyes from the expression on the girl's face thornton could understand how some women sold their souls for less expensive baubles two promptly at ten thirty the next morning miss bender called 
and was ushered immediately into Thornton's private office. Thornton nodded a pleasant greeting and offered her a chair. He noticed a large envelope in her hand, and surmised that it contained the photograph. He glanced up at her expectantly. "'I have good news, Mr. Thornton,' Miss Bender smiled. "'That is, good news if you look at it from my viewpoint.' "'You succeeded in getting a good photograph?' "'Excellent. It could not be clearer.' He found himself wondering why he was able to joke so pleasantly with this woman, who had so easily tricked him, and then laughed at his stupidity. "'Now would you mind giving me your proposition in detail, miss?' "'There is nothing that I did not tell you yesterday, Mr. Thornton,' she interrupted. "'I have the photograph here which my assistant took yesterday. It is a first-class likeness of yourself holding me in your arms. I believe it should be worth at least five thousand dollars to you. If you don't agree with me, then I shall strike a bargain with Mrs. Thornton for it. I'm sure it would interest her. And if I pay you this five thousand dollars, what is to prevent you from i'll give you the negative also and my word of honor that i shall make no further attempt to use the incidents against you thornton smiled at the reference to her word of honor you realize i suppose he said slowly and with emphasis that this is pure blackmail please don't use that word mr thornton the woman returned mockingly there are so many nicer ways of expressing it would you mind allowing me to see what i am asked to pay such a sum of money for thornton said changing the subject abruptly his visitor obligingly produced the photograph and handed it over from the attitude of the two in the picture it would certainly be conclusive evidence in any divorce court thornton gazed at it a few moments smiled enigmatically then turned to his desk and picked up a large envelope placing the photograph inside he silently addressed the envelope and sealed it his visitor sensed a trick just a reminder mr thornton that you haven't paid for the photograph yet and another reminder that i still have the negative and can make as many duplicates as i choose thornton made no reply but turned and faced the door leading to his outer office have you everything so far miss armstrong he asked without raising his voice the woman turned quickly on her guard but she saw no one the man at the desk was evidently talking to the wall she glanced hurriedly about the office then turned and stared wonderingly at thornton three short sharp knocks sounded on the outer door Thornton smiled. "'You may cut the wires now, Miss Armstrong, please,' he said pleasantly. Two short knocks sounded on the door, in answer to his instructions. Thornton turned to his caller. "'Now, Miss Bender, is it? I want to thank you for the photograph, and compliment you on the excellence of the work.' The woman's lips curled in contempt, and she laughed carelessly evidently confident of herself i must warn you again mr thornton that i still have the negative it's a matter of a few minutes to make a duplicate of that photograph thornton ignored her remark as he continued i will admit that i consider the photograph easily worth the amount you ask 
but as long as it is not necessary to purchase it why should i the woman arose furious and prepared to make her departure just a moment please thornton said quietly i'll have to ask my secretary to unlock the door before you can go the woman rushed angrily to the door for she believed thornton was bluffing she tried the knob and found the door locked she turned to the man at the desk with challenging eyes well what's the game she panted her first doubt beginning to assail her sense of security won't you sit down a few moments thornton said smiling at her discomfiture miss bender obeyed then turned as if waiting for his next move i think you told me your profession was a very well-paid one he began his visitor glanced at him venomously and made no reply assuming that your words are true i should think your liberty would be worth something to you miss bender turned her face ugly in its mask of baffled rage you can turn me over to the police but a copy of the photograph will be in mrs thornton's hands tomorrow she said furiously my assistant will attend to that and what i will swear to on the witness stand will be plenty thornton smiled at her anger somehow he felt a curious sense of pleasure in playing with her as a cat does before eating the mouse it has caught my secretary has taken down every word that has passed between us this morning he resumed he arose and pulled aside a large picture hanging on the wall the woman turned and saw a dictaphone and knew the man was not bluffing you realize i suppose that it is within my power to well what's your proposition the blackmailer demanded impatiently thornton reached over and pointed to the ring on her finger if you consider a half hour's work worth five thousand dollars wouldn't you consider your liberty worth that ring the woman seemed dumbstruck at his words why it's preposterous she exclaimed seething with fury that's according to the viewpoint you adopt thornton replied quietly with a note of triumphant mockery in his voice i'm busy miss bender but i'll grant you ten minutes to make your decision hand over that ring on your finger and i'll give you your freedom and make no attempt at prosecution for your attempted blackmail otherwise i shall be compelled to telephone for the police after a few minutes deliberation the woman suddenly tore the ring from her finger and threw it angrily on his desk an almost imperceptible sob escaped her lips thornton picked up the ring and placed it in his pocket before you go miss bender i want to add to your disappointment by telling you that mrs thornton would gladly have given you five thousand dollars for that photograph that dictaphone you saw behind the picture was placed there by detectives in the employ of mrs thornton she suspected that i was in love with my secretary i pretended ignorance and allowed the instrument to remain though i knew of its presence from the beginning it was an easy matter to run in another wire for my stenographer yesterday in readiness for your return he pressed the button on the desk and miss armstrong unlocked the door and entered he handed her the envelope containing the photograph 
Will you please mail that for me at once, Miss Armstrong? And register it, please. The girl took the package and left the office. The woman took advantage of her opportunity and gained the safety of the outer office. She turned and glared evilly at Thornton. Well, Mr. Thornton, for your trickery, I'll reward you by telling you that Mrs. Thornton will receive a copy of that photograph in tomorrow morning's mail. Which won't particularly interest her, Thornton replied, smiling, as she will receive the original in this afternoon's mail. My secretary has just mailed it to her by registered mail. You mailed that to your wife? The woman gasped incredulously. Certainly. You see, Miss Bender, a divorce is the best thing that could possibly be handed to both Mrs. Thornton and myself. Our marriage is one that was never destined to last. It has survived this long only because of lack of sufficient grounds for divorce. And I would not think of bringing any unpleasant notoriety to any lady until you obligingly handed me what both Mrs. Thornton and myself have been seeking for months good day and thank you so much the woman stormed out of the office furious at the circumstances that had robbed her of the large sum she had expected and nettled by the taunting mockery in her intended victim's voice a few minutes later miss armstrong returned she handed her employer the postal receipt for the registered package got it off all right he smiled yes it will probably be delivered this afternoon good he smiled rather anxiously he turned suddenly to the girl balance what was it you were daydreaming over yesterday when you couldn't hear my ring for dictation the girl gazed at him in smiling uncertainty for a moment the incident not coming to her instantly oh about the ring that woman was wearing she replied laughing sheepishly well it was one daydream that came true thornton said reaching in his vest pocket he withdrew his hand and placed the ring on her finger the girl's eyes widened in astonishment as she stared at the sparkling stone in disbelief why it's just like the one that woman wore she breathed in rapt admiration the stone is fully as large yes it does resemble it somewhat doesn't it thornton smiled significantly the end of thornton smiled significantly by david morrison